few years ago, you probably would have found me at the bar all night long ripping shots with my friends. And then I would go home and probably cry until 3 a.m. Today, I practice yoga and I meditate every morning. And this change has really saved my life. Every word I share on this show comes from those days and those nights where I couldn't see five minutes in front of me. Everything was about how much I could do, how much I could accumulate, how good I could look. The Bright Side of the Moon is a show made to help you accept the dark with the light, the intense with the relatively easy, all while still feeling connected to your soul and living from this place. You no longer need to fear the dark because without it, you'll never be able to fully experience the light that lies within. I'm living proof of this. This show is a place for me to share about the things I've learned and the coping skills that have saved my life. We'll laugh, we'll cry, and we'll definitely swear. <laughs> but most of all, we'll connect with the light within. I'm Paige Pitchlar, and this is The Bright Side of the Moon. Hi guys, welcome back to Bright Side of the Moon. This is your host Paige and I'm here with Ava Johanna and she is a spiritual business coach and founder of the Academy of Breath. And I'm such a big fan of her work. I've followed her for a while and I'm so, so happy to have her here today. So welcome Ava. Oh Paige, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited to talk to you. And I think even before we hit record, we already started vibing on so many different things. So I'm really excited to dive into this conversation with you today. Yeah, awesome. Well, so I just want to hear from you a little bit about what you do, what you help women do, what you help people do. From In your own words, what is it that you offer? Because there's so many amazing things. And I just want to hear exactly how that moves through you and anything that you feel called to share about that work. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm definitely a multi-passionate entrepreneur. I realized, um, I realized from a pretty like quick start in my entrepreneurial journey that I um, I don't like just doing one thing. I really enjoy doing multiple things. I'm sure <laughs> a lot of people can Same. resonate with that. Yep. I get bored really easily. And so um, initially, you know, when I had started on this journey, I was teaching yoga. My background was in digital marketing. And I really wanted to empower other yoga teachers to be able to feel confident online and really feel confident showing up. I think that they're, it's becoming more, more common, especially with everything going on. But when I had first started, there was kind of this disconnect there where a lot of the yoga teachers would look at those of us on social media and be like, Oh, they're not, they're not yogis. They're not spiritual. They're using social media and this tool to like post photos and their egos involved. And I really wanted to demystify that because it is, such a powerful tool for any wellness entrepreneur to use to connect to their ideal audience. And the bottom line is, is that in you showing up and sharing your message, you are supporting other people and having massive breakthroughs in their lives and really empowering them to be the best person that they can be and exposing them and expanding them into new beliefs of what they think is possible for themselves. And so I think that social media is such an incredible tool and has always been such a powerful tool for me, really expanding my belief of what's possible for my own life. And so a lot of the work that I do is one demystifying the like icky experience of showing up and sharing your work online and really making sales a sexy thing and really bringing the divine feminine back into building business. You know, we are in such a masculine energy dominant society. And I think that that is really shifting right now with this entire COVID experience where people are slowing down and still seeing success come through to them. And so my work now with women and individuals is to embrace the divine feminine and know that 
the divine feminine energy that we all contain inside of us, whether we're men and women, it has nothing to do with gender, will actually support you in finding that full expansive success in a way that doesn't make you feel like you have to hustle and muscle through everything, but instead allow you to do less and achieve more, have fun during the process, make an income and an impact and have a lot of purpose and passion behind what it is that you do. So that's a big part of my work. And the tools that I use primarily with my clients are meditation and breath work, which is why I founded the Academy of Breath, which is my six-week online certification program, because embodiment is such a big part of this work. And we'll probably get into why it's so important for us to embody these practices um, throughout this conversation. But I knew that these were the tools that transformed my life and the lives of my clients and just want to get them out to as many people as possible. So that's basically what I'm focusing on. I want to empower the fuck out of people that are building their business and give them all the tools necessary to know that they're their own greatest guru. Oh, yes. A thousand times. Yes. That was so, so fun to listen to and so inspiring because it is true. Well, first of all, the idea of social media being taboo it is interesting because so many people are so resistant to being their full selves. And when it comes to putting that online, it's even more difficult, you know, because we have people that like follow us from high school and stuff. And that can be such an impediment to growing our own experience and our businesses. And I love that you touched on it. And it's so important. And it's so interesting hearing that side of your business, as well as the divine feminine, which, you know, I'm all about. So, so, so cool. I wanted to ask you a little bit more about breath work, because I do know like a good amount about it, but not enough. Like I would like to know more because I do it a lot. And I do it a lot with clients and people that I work with. Um, tell me a little bit about the Academy of Breath, what it's about, where, what it helps with, and what is it about that um, the Academy of Breath that can really help someone in their um, spiritual journey, entrepreneurial journey, anything like that? Yeah, so such a great question. I'm so happy that you use these tools with your clients and in your own life because I'm sure you know just as well as I do that they are so powerful. Um, oh, yeah. And I, I get so excited talking about it because those truly are the tools that when I was in my dark night of the soul helped get me out and to be able to see the light. And so the Academy of Breath is really starting first with the practice of embodiment. And so when I talk about embodiment, it's really walking the walk and like, practicing what you preach and knowing that the tools that you teach your clients work just as well with you. And when you can embody it and come from a place of really integrating these tools into your own daily life, you will expand in so many different ways. And so I'm very much of the belief of making tools like breathwork and meditation sexy again, because it's about more than just stress relief and anxiety relief. It's about opening yourself up to your own intuition, to your higher self, to the divine connection that that is within each and every one of us and really utilizing these tools to not only, you know, feel good on a daily basis, but step into higher timelines for your life and really allow yourself to expand into that next level version so much faster and with so much more ease. And so the Academy of Breath is founded on like, first, let's empower you to use these tools of meditation and breath work for visualization, for moving energy, for connecting to your higher self. And then let's teach you the tools to, so you can have the resources available to teach other people to hold space for your clients, your students, 
to have these same massive breakthroughs. And so we really, I'm, I'm very much like a science nerd in this way where I'm combining the science and the spirituality of both meditation and breath work. So we're kind of looking at both that masculine and the feminine, the logical and more of the feelings based of why these tools are so powerful and um, really supporting individuals or everyone that goes through the program not only with the capacity to do these, these practices on their own, but to be able to inspire and teach from a really knowledgeable place to anyone in their community. Oh, that's so cool. And that sounds so, so helpful for so many people. And I love that you said making it sexy again, because seriously, it has become such a kind of like a drudgery, <laughs> like, like, oh, I have to meditate and do all this stuff. Like, it just seems like a, almost like something that, we have to do rather than what we want to do sometimes. And it's becoming so, so commonplace and adding these tools that bring you back into your body. It doesn't have to feel like another thing to check off the list. You know what I mean? And hearing you talk about it is really, really exciting and different. And I think such a powerful way to reframe it and to bring your power back and again, help you move into your expressive and fluid self in a way that feels really good. Kind of like you said. Um, So I love that. (laughs) Totally. And I think that so many of us are just doing things to check off boxes because someone else on Instagram or social media, (laughs) but this this is what they should do. And I mean, every, all of my work is about getting rid of all of the shoulds and tuning into what intuitively feels best for you. And I know that meditation and breathwork are the fastest way to tune into your intuition. And that just serves you in every single area of your life. And for me, you know, when I had first started meditating, it wasn't until I really had these experiences that I started craving the practice. It was initially this like checking off the boxes because I thought that I should be doing this because I was a yoga teacher and that's what yoga teachers did. Um, And it took really devoting myself to going deeper, digging deeper and having the faith that in this practice, I would connect to something so much greater than just myself or my ego or my mind. And that intention alone really just transformed my entire practice. And like I said, it's something I crave now. Like I can't go a day without meditating and I will literally go insane if I, <laughs> if I don't have that practice in my daily routine. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> my boyfriend's like, have you meditated today? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm the same way too. And it's like, and it's something that I want to do because it's like reconnecting with my true self rather than myself that is just, you know, a girl in the world. You know what I mean? And when I meditate, it's like, I heard it really well explained in this way that, you know, you have to get your energy right first before you go do all the things. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If your energy isn't right, all those things that you spend your time doing, it's going to be kind of a waste of time because you're not, you know, you're not energetically aligned with what you're trying to or want to create what your soul wants to create. You have to tap into that rather than, you know, just using like the human mind, you know, and obviously you need both of them, but we have to be able to integrate them in a way that feels really good and feels fun, you know? Yeah. That's a great way to put it. And, you know, I spent so much of the beginning of my career, just buying the courses, spending thousands of dollars on other people's strategies and success roadmaps and, I was so frustrated because every single time I would do exactly what they told me to do, but 
it wouldn't end up creating the same response or success that they had marketed. And I kept going back to the drawing board, like, what is wrong with me? What is wrong with me? This should be working if it's working for someone else. And I was so in my mind and so in my ego and completely neglected that other side, that energetic alignment, that full alignment. And once I recognized that and really made that the foundation of my work, that's when my business went from zero to 60. That's when I became so magnetic. That's when like, you know, the stars started aligning for me and my entire world changed. And that's why I'm so passionate about teaching it is because so many of us are so stuck in the mind, so stuck in the ego. And where we're at right now in society is that it's not only going to prevent you or make you have to really like muscle through building your business or muscle through creating some sort of project. Um, But it's going to be necessary now if you really want to be looked at as an embodied leader. Right. Do the things that your soul wants to do. Like if I could say that a trillion times, like it's so important. And oh, that's so cool that you found such a powerful way to do that and are helping other people do the same. So big, big kudos to you. Really, really amazing work. And I wanted to ask a little bit about, you know, your darker night of the soul, a darker time in your life where these tools really came to you you know, and what that did for you and how that cracked you open for, you know, your purpose in this lifetime and how that felt in the moment, you know, if it was really hard, what, and anything that you feel called to share about that experience, the way that these tools came to you, anything like that? Yeah, that's such a great question. You know, I've had a couple dark nights of the soul. Some of them were pretty mindless and some of them were pretty mindful. I would say that the one that I'm feeling most called to share about is when I had already launched my business, but kept coming up against a lot of walls and just felt stuck in so many different ways. You know, I kind of reverse engineered this where I had a bigger Instagram following and this social platform from the, from the beginning. And then I launched my business and it created a lot of tension for me and a lot of ego of, oh my gosh, if I, if this doesn't sell out or if only one person signs up, people are going to think I'm a fraud. And I was just so caught up in this imposter syndrome and so disconnected from really tuning into what my work meant. Like I didn't really know. I just was following the shoulds in so many different ways. And it caused me to, one, try and go get another desk job, which I had vowed to myself I was never going to do. And I would just be in such a state of distress where I would be crying every day. I'd be stuck on my phone. I'd just be like scrolling on Instagram and like literally stop practicing yoga, stop meditating, all of the things. I was just in this really dark hole. And um, I haven't really shared this before because I usually share about when I was like a teenager and homeless or when I was first leaving my corporate job. But I think that this story just really can help highlight for anyone that has already launched their business that we all go through these periods and the journey is not linear at all. Um, And it's okay. It's okay to fall back down. That doesn't mean that you are innately a failure. It doesn't mean that you will never get back up again. Um, But what it does mean is that it's our responsibility to start to take the step necessary to get ourselves back up because we are the only person that would be a catalyst in our life as far as actually taking the action you know of course angels come into our lives and lives and souls come into our lives at any given point to send us the messages that we need to hear most 
Um, but we have to be the one to act upon it. And so when I, this was probably about two years into my business, when I finally like had enough of me just waking up every single morning, staying in bed, scrolling on my phone, crying and saying that I hate what I was doing and I'm just over it. At a certain point, I just got so sick and tired of my own shit that I finally was like, okay, there has to be a way. And it was the first time since I was probably like a teenager that I actually prayed. And I prayed for guidance and I prayed for support. My family is not very religious in any means. We were Jewish once, we were Catholic once, we were Christian once. Um, and so, so religion was never anything big for me. And I don't even think that I was praying to a God of any religion. It was this divine, this divine essence that I knew, knew with one ounce of my being, with a single ounce of my being was there listening to my request. And from that point forward, it didn't happen instantly. It's not like I had some like hand of God come down and tell me exactly what to do, but I started becoming more aware. I started becoming more aware of my surroundings. I started becoming more aware of like the little instances or nudges that I would get from different people saying things or an email coming in or an opportunity. And I really started using my meditation practice as a tool for tuning into what felt good and using that feeling, that intuitive feeling as a compass to what was right for me. Whereas before I had kind of just done again, that whole ego thing of, oh, I'm only going to say yes to things because it's a good opportunity, or I'm only going to work with this brand because they're paying me a lot of money, or I want to be friends with this person because they have a huge following, whatever it might be. Um, That was where I was. And after that experience of just like hitting my rock bottom in my business, I vowed to myself that I would never do things from an ego space again. And I think that I do a pretty good job <laughs> job still, although I do have my days. Um, <laughs> and that I was really going to focus on what felt good and empower other women and individuals that it is safe for them to trust themselves. It is safe for them to follow the feeling and know that they are always being guided and they are always supported. <sighs> so good. So good. And that ego will fuck you up, man. <laughs> I think oh my God, yes. <laughs> it will really fuck you up. And that's okay. And the best part about that is like, it all happens for a reason. You know what I mean? We all have these cycles that we have to go through. And, you know, maybe that was part of your, you know, lifetime this time that you needed to work through. And that's what is so important to remember. It's like, we all sign up for this. And we all come in with different assignments, different lessons to learn. And, you know, and sometimes those are really, really painful. And sometimes you have to learn them more than once. But, you know what I mean? Look where it led you and look how, how much it changed in your life and the way that you live your life. And like, seriously, and they're so important. And so you just need to look at them with compassion and gratitude, even though, you know, it was really difficult. And, you know, hearing that story, it just, you know, looking back at it now, it's like, it makes sense. And so if you're in it, you know, it's just thinking, okay, what is this trying to help me with? What is this trying to show me about myself, about the way that I'm living my life, about an old pattern that I've picked up or that I've carried with me? Like, how can this help me move into who I'm supposed to be, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it's important that we not look at those experiences as a indicator of um, us not being of value or us not being worthy of the Mm -hmm. success of the love of the of whatever it is 
Um, but instead look at it as an opportunity to redirect. And as you said, extract some sort of lesson out of it so we can move forward that much more empowered and that much more knowledgeable. And I think that any of those experiences really just set us up so we can not only have that feeling of passion and purpose in our own life, but also teach those around us too. And maybe it's not a direct, you know, oh, I learned this and this is what you need to do. But instead, going back to that word again, embodying it so those around you are inspired and know that they are capable of the same, um, the same journey as well. Right. And moving through that in your own time, you know, because maybe, you know, without that, you wouldn't have been able to connect further with your soul. So, you know, you were ascending and doing all these things and changing your life. A lot of times, you know, when you come into your own, there's a pretty big roadblock or obstacle that, you know, this whole time, it's like you've been preparing to move through this to get to your dharma, to your purpose. And I had a similar experience and I started my, my business as well. It was a nightmare. <laughs> it was literally a nightmare. And, but I see it now. It's like, okay, I had a really big self-worth block. You know what I mean? I had a really big whatever consciousness. And if I hadn't done that, if I hadn't worked through that and still, you know, am working through it in some capacity, I wouldn't be able to embody who I am and embody like my full energy, like you said. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's why, for me, at least, it's been so important to have mentors guiding me along the way that have really been and experienced and sat with the same feelings that I've sat with, because they can really give us perspective that might be outside of what we can, you know, See from our very limited limited point of view, or if we're so caught in emotional reactivity, having a sounding board there has been so helpful for me. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a coach; it can be a friend or someone that you reach out to, and you're like, "Hey, you know, I really admire what you do. I would love to, I guess, right now, do a Zoom coffee date, or when we get out of COVID, be able to do an actual coffee date and just pick your brain." You know, I think that there is always opportunities for us to connect with people and the gift of that is that not only are we receiving but I believe at least in the way that I look at my coaching and my mentorship is that I'm receiving from it as well and what a gift for me to be able to empower other women around me to step into this and feel the same way that I feel now Mm -hmm. the age of Aquarius (laughs) you know yeah girlfriend coming back to this harmony you know we can give and we can receive and one isn't better than the other you know which is so interesting that you brought that up because I think so many of us live in this paradigm that if we're not giving 24 7 then we suck you know what I mean and without feeling like I just really like how you phrase that like it is it's like every single relationship is giving and receiving you know even if it's like 90%, 10%, like there is an equal exchange or an exchange. And so seeing it that way and showing up as your full self, no matter where you're at. So, you know, if you are in your dark night of the soul, you have no idea how you're helping others. You have no idea how, you know, connecting with somebody else can change their life as well as yours. So I really, yeah, I really appreciate you saying that. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was, I mean, that was a big concept for me because when I first launched my coaching business, I had like 10 clients. We did weekly sessions. They were hour long. My, my schedule was stacked. And at the end of the day, I would be like, don't talk to me. No one talked to me. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and it was a really big shift for me to be like, wait a second, me going into this conversation is actually me receiving. Like what a gift to be able to it, to invite someone up into this energy for them to walk away knowing that they're 
fucking awesome. And for me to walk away knowing that like I simply create a container for them to to recognize that within themselves. And even with like podcast interviews too, it's like I get to, as a podcast host myself or as a guest, I get to receive in every single conversation. And I just feel so grateful. I feel so grateful that I get to show up and be of service and that the the container itself is of service to me too. Right. And you are doing that, like even watching it. And, you know, the Academy of Breath, like what a cool thing to be able to give and to be able to receive in in turn. Like you're just such an example of it. And I hope people feel really inspired by that because it is a really big deal and you should be really proud. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. And, you know, again, it's like it hasn't always been this way. I've definitely felt very like out of flow of like what I'm supposed to be creating. I felt like I've had to force a bunch of things. I've felt so disconnected. I've had programs that have flopped, even having like 30,000 followers. And you know what, it happens. And it's not a sign that for me, at least it's not a sign that I'm not capable of creating something. And I hope that from this conversation alone, everyone listening realizes that like, you you are so capable, so worthy of success, of love, of passion, of purpose, of all of the things. And the fastest way for you to get into that space is to simply just believe it and make that your mantra every single day and then show up and act like the woman that does believe in herself. Oh, yes. I could say yes a million times and, <laughs> and surrender to that and trust that. And so, so beautifully said, um, really, really. Uh, So last two questions. Um, If you could tell yourself one thing during that darker night of the soul, what would it be? Oh, that's a great question. I think it would be to remember that there is so much light coming soon and to not give up, to keep going. Mm -hmm. I love it. And then lastly, where can everybody find you? Yeah. So uh, on Instagram, I am at Ava Johanna. My podcast is The Alchemized Life, which we kind of talked about, but not really. Um, that's available anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Um, and then the Academy of Breath, you can find on my Instagram as well as on my website. It starts June 3rd. So I think by the time this is coming out, there's a couple of days left to enroll. So if you're feeling called to bring it in and expand your core offering or just start learning and deepening your own meditation and breathwork practice, um, you can find that on my website, which is avajohanna.com. Yes, I want to look into the Academy of Breath. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Sounds so, so fun. Um, well, Ava, I so appreciate you. I appreciate the work that you're doing in the world and I appreciate you coming on. Thank you so, so much. This was so fun and so insightful to listen to you. Thank you so much for having me, Paige. All right. Well, I will see you guys next time. Have an amazing week.